Heads up, friends. The unofficial Shopify podcast is made by indie entrepreneurs for indie entrepreneurs and may contain material not suitable for all audiences, like swearing or economics. Listener discretion is advised. Forget just chasing revenue. In a world of rising ad costs and thin margins, what truly counts is your profit. Enter Store Hero, your new ally in profit-centric growth. Unifying sales, marketing, and cost data, Store Hero unveils your real profitability down to each order. Now you can scale ad spend with confidence, backed by data, actionable insights from a platform that thinks beyond revenue. And exclusively for you, our listeners, mention the unofficial Shopify podcast, and you'll get a free profitability audit for 2024. Ready to step into a new era of e-com clarity? Visit storehero.ai and discover a platform designed for the profit-driven brand. You buy anything on Black Friday? Uh, yes, I bought 4K Blu-rays. I don't know if you heard about these. You bought 4,000 Blu-rays? I bought 4,000 Blu-rays, yeah. That must have been expensive. I, yeah, I added a new uh, wing onto my house. I had to do some excavation. Didn't file a thing with the city. I'm not into permits either. Yeah, and you know, so I just That's like... Just, they're taking away my freedom. I took a jackhammer to a side wall of my basement and just built another room under my oh. yard. Yeah, because you know it's safe. The neighbors will love it. Yeah. Uh, no, I bought, uh, I bought a bunch of 4K Blu-rays. I bought... Matrix, mm-hmm. all the Matrixes, one of those is good. <laughs> bought four Indiana Jones box set. Three of, Three of those are good. are good. I bought uh, the Godfather trilogy. Two of those are good. <laughs> the The only thing I bought was a washing machine because mine, after seven years, decided that it had had enough. Did you go to Apt for that? Yeah, I did actually buy it from a- Apt Electronics. Because you're a suburban, Chicago suburban dad? Yeah, that's the dream is to buy an appliance at Apt if you're a dad in the Chicago summer. Yeah, if you don't if you don't live around here, you don't know the absolute mental hold Apt holds on all men over the age of forty. Like it, that's all they want is to go to Apt. It's like dad amusement park. It is a very cool store and independent, but I don't love its low crowd. I actually do all my app shopping online. They will deliver my on sale washing machine. Yeah, you gotta go to Apt. You gotta go to Apt. There's a lot of art and fountains. There's different stores inside of it that are all owned by Apt. <laughs> it, it's, it is quite the thing. <laughs> I, I I truly think that the reason it holds such a such a mental hold is because they let you haggle a little and you always win. <laughs> like they just go, you just go, hey, come on, you give me a better deal on this, you know, let's work with me, and then they'll go, okay, and take off like ten percent. And you're like, yes. It and you feel like you've won. No greater dopamine hit than that. <laughs> yeah, everything's at full retail. And you're like, all right, well, can you do for me? And they're like, I'll be right back. And then it's just like, it's 10% off. You add the sales tax on there and it's, it costs it, the same. Same amount, yeah. <laughs> but that you're always like, yeah, I got a good deal on it. Oh, I got a good deal. Every man over the age of 40 that lives in Cook and Lake County has said the sentence, I got a great deal on it at Apt. Every single one. That's like a... A Midwestern modesty thing. <laughs> Look what I bought, comma, I got a good deal on it. Yeah. That's like the apology for owning it. <laughs> Whatever it is. Uh, the It looks like a lot of people made Black Friday purchases. Sounds like a lot of people got a lot of great deals. 
the That's it though, you only bought the washer dryer? Come on. I know I'm lame. Well, we know that. <laughs> In the past I've bought more stuff. I don't know. This year my wife did the gift shopping for the kids and I did you know, really, the gift shopping I did was for her. I did I bought entirely used items off eBay. Ugh. Not because this is like some great moral declaration. Just she's into vintage Barbie this year, and so I bought uh, some vintage Barbies. Kind of into Barbie now. Uh, <laughs> you are really into Barbie. I didn't expect that to happen, but my wife was like, "Look, a bunch of vintage toys are in our house now." I'm like, "Oh, uh, Kurt plays with Barbies. Uh, might be good for me." I mean, I I have like some RoboCop figures. I made fight with her Barbies. And, <laughs> yeah. Okay. You enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. She did not. She was like, that's nice. Now go put that away. Oh. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, but Black Friday was banging, according to all analytics we have. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so we got Adobe Analytics, Shopify's for, like, general e-commerce, Shopify's own press release for their their Black Friday analytics, and uh, some anecdotal stuff, like uh, Jonathan Palmet Loop Returns shared, shared some things. We've got you know our, our own client data that we can look at where and also uh, these these economic reports things are going strong GDP up and then they're like oh we revised it it's actually better than we thought when we thought it was good yeah it's quite incredible uh, we had that that early indicator in October that GDP was strong and so that was like all right that's a good indicator that May, November Black Friday could be good and sure enough not only it was good it was better than the previous year. We have, again, set records here. Um, And as an anecdote, uh, someone in our Facebook group, uh, Chris, had shared, for a small biz, I think we won Black Friday. Seriously, I hope you're all crushing it. I knew Advantage Plus campaigns would do amazing short-term, but they're scaling to the moon for us. So not only that, we saw people with, like, great blended ROAS numbers. We're going to talk to uh, Sean Reyes from Shock Surplus uh, in December. And I think he said they were doing 20x blended ROAS. I mean, so PPC ads can work their back. They're working. Um, Adobe Analytics said we're 7.5% increase from previous year's sales for, I think it's for uh, U.S. sales, 71 billion global online sales. Uh, it was like four out of five is all on mobile. And uh, buy now, pay later, up. All right, that's where we're getting our credit from, BNPL. I don't love that. But also a sign that if you're not offering installment payments, consider it. Yeah, well, and if and if eighty percent of sales are on mobile, the default version of your website is your mobile website. That's yeah, you're right. That's that's version one. Desktop's version two. Confidential to the client that I figured out last week, they were looking on their website on their like twenty five sixty by sixteen hundred widescreen monitor and being like full screen and it being like, oh, it looks a little off here. You're you're in the minority here. Yeah, my like man. no one in the history of the world has ever looked at this website like that. Only you. Yeah, I don't Stop get doing when you that. Like a, a giant 8K monitor. They love full screen the browser. Why do clients love getting giant ultra widescreen 8K monitors and then looking at their site full screen on it? Why do they love doing that? I'm switching to exclusively using an old 11 inch MacBook Air. Yeah, I, I just I don't I don't get it. I'm gonna have to squint. Uh, so that was Adobe's analytics numbers were like all e-commerce. That's like the world. Yeah, <laughs> the. Yeah, it was 9.8 billion in the U.S. up seven and a half percent, 71 billion global, and then we could break it down to what the Shopify platform did from their press release: 22 percent increase in sales over 2022, same period. Average cart price 110 dollars. 
hmm, that's a pretty good AOV, 110. Uh, and then they said top-selling countries, U.S., U.K., Canada. Well, that makes sense, I assume. That's, that's where Shopify penetration. Yeah. Uh, and then Jonathan from Loop Returns, they have 3,100 shops that with year-over-year sales. Order volume up 12%. Average order value up 3%, so really no move there. But it was 123, which so that kind of backs up. Yeah, that's that big, that's bigger number. than Shopify's. I figure I feel like if you have loop returns running, you're like kind of the S and P 500 of Shopify. Like you're the creep. You're a bigger. You're a much better cohort than just all Shopify stores. At the moment, I need a third party app to help manage the volume of my returns. Yeah, indicative that I have quite a few orders. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of interesting. You know, some people broke it out by vertical, and Mr. Poma at Loop did as well, where they had cosmetics up twenty. Uh, jewelry up 17, apparel up 15. Apparel is the one we saw. Like, a, if the apparel brands did well, and then he said that the challenging verticals, electronics, footwear, swimwear. Swimwear was, like, really kind of unchanged. Yeah, so swimwear is unchanged. I think electronics is everyone, everyone still had some free cash burning a hole in their pocket last year. I bought a lot of dumb gadgets. Well, and, saying. you know, gadgets, gadgets last longer. Gadgets are kind of a capital investment. You're not buying a new TV every year. It's going to be down. The, my TV is from 2019 and still has smoke stains on it. I forgot to open the flue on the fireplace. If Once. anyone knows how to get some soot off a television, just, you know, let me know. So, yeah, a strong, strong year. Within our clients where I just – I took top 20 stores. Most of them were plus uh, and looked at this. This would it, – it was similar. It tracked with this. I think the – for sure, like, the apparel stores were around this consistently. Um, we saw this with – I don't know that I necessarily saw this these results with cosmetics. I don't think we have any electronics people. I wish we did. I'd love to do an electronics store. We got that application yesterday for the store with one product. Oh, I was thrilled. I was so excited. I want to do I want I want to do a store with one product so bad. And it was electronics. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be right. that would be fun. The winner, like among our clients, we had moved Navage. Navage nasal care which uh it's a pressure washer for your smarters. Yeah, I'm sure they love that description, but we're gonna keep uh, using it. <laughs> I love neti pots. It's a gr- I I like rinsing out my sinuses. I'm one of those people, so I I think this is a great product. Uh, we move them from big commerce to Shopify, and uh, they're they're Black Friday sales. They among everybody we worked with, they were the winner. And you talked to Ezra Firestone this morning, Mister Firestone. I did. I yeah, I talked to him about it, and I said, you know, what do you credit to? And he said, hey, better platform. Because we moved them on to Shopify. They were on BigCommerce last year. They went from BigCommerce to Shopify and did custom theme. And then if you're doing that, okay, a bunch of content gets updated. Um, I think the, the offer was probably good. It was like, hey, here's, our, here's a bundle. Like, here's our best, our starter kit or, you know, whatever it was at um, X percent off. It wasn't a huge percentage. And the, so like fundamental, you, you, by not doing store-wide sale, you end up controlling that average order value. Um, and then the, I think, like, we'll talk about successful offers. And then, you know, they just, they were more sophisticated. They sent more emails this year than in, than in times past. But that led to, you know, all of those things combined. They were, of everybody we worked with, they just had just huge, huge numbers. I was, I was really impressed with that. And thrilled because, you know, we put so much effort into yeah, it well, over the and, last yeah, six and, months. And they got new owners, so the new owners must be jumping for joy, I would hope. I would hope. One would think. Um, so, of the offers, 
I don't think Free Gift did as well this year. I remember you mentioning that to me. Free Gift didn't do well, but... I think it did. I think Free Gift still works. I think it just didn't do it work as, as well. well as we thought. Well, but a lot of the people we talked to that were doing Free Gift were using it to clear out unsold inventory. Yeah, you're overstocked on something. So, That's a Free Gift now. Let's be honest. It was a product that no one wanted to buy anyway. And so adding it on as a free gift isn't really a big as big of a mover <laughs> as it could have been. Right. Yeah. The, when we've seen free gift really rock is when it's like, this is a limited edition product that you can only get as a free gift. Yeah, it needs to be exclusive as the free gift, a thing no one ever has ever seen before. Not, here's crap that's been on our store for a year that no one bought. Guess what? You could have one for free now. Oh, thanks. <laughs> if you did store-wide sale, you did well, except you had to do... You know, you had to phrase it as like up to t- up to sixty percent off, and really it was it was, you know like twenty forty sixty sixty when you spend more than two hundred dollars or something. I like uh, well, actually, you bring up tiered discount. Oh, I love tiered discount because it. Anytime it's, I'm discounting, I want to make sure that average order value is not killing going, you. Yeah, yeah, not not killing me. And like all these stores I looked at, the ones where they were up year over year, always had. Average order value was up over the previous year. Conversion rate was consistently up, meaning like people wanted this offer. And so then you would see order and revenue up. The interior discount, not tough to do in Shopify with an automatic discount. Because if a product discount applies, if you have like two product discounts, 20% and 40%, and they both apply to a product, it doesn't combine them. It takes the higher of the two. And so it makes it, you just set one that's like, this discount starts when you spend 100. This one starts when you spend 150. And that's like 20 versus 40%. And so people will spend more to, to get, get the, the bigger discount. Yep. And so you, you really offset some of that eating up that profit by just juicing AOV, LTV, and overall um, revenue spend. It's good stuff. So that's, I like, you know, I think for Navage, the re- that worked in that it was, it was like, hey, you got to buy this bundle. Like you're yeah, buying the full. I think the bundle, the real, full product. Uh, going back, why did I buy four Indiana, Indiana Jones movies when only three of them are good? Because it was the bundle, bundle, and the bundle was cheaper. And it's hard. And I bought Jurassic Park, just Jurassic Park one, even though Jurassic Park three underrated is pretty good. Yeah, two's the bad one. Two's in that the trilogy. well, two, and then all the recent ones are also bad. But the problem is they want to sell me five. And I'm not paying for five to get two. Right. I'll pay for four to get three of them. That's also currently a problem with Ghostbusters in that they want to give me four Ghostbusters movies when only two of them are okay in any way. Ghostbusters 2 I don't think is that bad. I think you treat these promos as a a two-sided deal. I'm going to give you a discount. You're going to spend more. I word it the other way. You spend more, and I'll give you a better discount. All right. <laughs> we'll take that. You're right. In the past, this could be a pain to do on Shopify, but now, like, automatic discount, you could just say, hey, every, you know, to qualify, they have to buy three items from this collection. Okay, great. Well, that's, people can now have a choose-your-own-adventure bundle. You know, like, BOGO Tees. That's a bundle, isn't it? Right? And that juices average order value. And Scripps is going away, but they gave us native bundles now. So you install the Shopify Bundles app, and then you could create, you say, all right, and like group these together. This is the discount. So much easier to do these things now on Shopify than in the past. I like those. Yeah, I think I think if you could really key it in. So it's like, well, people are I know people are gonna spend normally a hundred dollars on this site. 
So you set the next tier of discount at like 120 or something like that. And if you get that locked in, they're not going to walk away from spending an extra 20 bucks to get the bonus discount. They're going to do that all day long. Right. Yeah. So if like if you could key in the amount line and the percentages so that they are spending more money, feel like they're getting a better deal, but in the end actually giving you more money, like that is where the magic really lies. And so you could, you know, and then if you're overstocked on something, well, I could throw a free gift in there. You could like spend X to get X discount or do a bundle. Uh, I think the other, the mistake people can make, and I almost started to slip into it, was having too many offers where it gets confusing. Yeah, you really want to keep it, keep it simple. You know, if I can't describe this in a subject line so narrow it fits on my iPhone, that's a problem. Yeah, you got to keep it simple. I remember it was something a couple of weeks ago, you know, like a basket. A lot of times you don't know this because you don't know about sport. You know about basketball? Have you heard of basketball? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. I, don't I like the Lakers. <laughs> That's only because of an HBO show. You like the 80s Lakers. <laughs> yes. Uh, I like the Bulls, too. Yeah, the, the 90s Bulls. <laughs> the Timberwolves had, like, a lot of teams will have a thing where, you're like, you'll get a free thing if the team scores 100 points. Uh, and the Timberwolves had some insane one where it's like, okay, well, if the Timberwolves score 90 – and the other team scores 80, you could get 10% off at the gas station when you also buy $20 worth. It was just yeah, like... Yeah, halfway into that, my eyes glazed <laughs> it's over. It's just like, this is the most complex, dumb giveaway in the world. Like, if the, if the Bulls game, it used to literally be, if the Bulls score 100 points, you get a free Big Mac. Like, that was it. Oh, You're so done. there you go. Like, easy. <laughs> yeah, if you can't explain it as quickly as that, the promo's too complicated. <laughs> so don't be the Timberwolves. Hey, looking for a Black Friday boost? Download One Click Upsell, and you can add 10 to 15% more revenue to your Shopify store practically overnight. One Click Upsell helps merchants automatically increase their average order value by offering upsells and cross-sells on every purchase. In just a few clicks, you can add highly profitable upsell funnels to your entire store, including on your product pages, shopping cart, order confirmation pages, and now, for the first time ever, even on the Shop app. One Click Upsell has generated over half a billion dollars for Shopify stores like yours. Black Friday, Christmas, Boxing Day, doesn't matter. You can make more money year-round with OCU, and especially during the busiest time of the year. Install it and launch your first upsell in just a few minutes to start generating 10 to 15% more revenue today. Go to Zipify.com slash Kurt and start your 30-day free trial. That's Z-I-P-I-F-Y dot com slash K-U-R-T. And to get an unadvertised gift, email help at Zipify.com and ask for the holiday bonus. What else? Any uh, any other Black Friday learnings? You know, the Oppenheimer 4K just came out. And Christopher Nolan was at some event, and he was just like, you should buy Oppenheimer on 4K so a streaming service can't take it away from you one day. And that triggered everyone. They sold out. They didn't print enough of the discs of this, like, Best Picture winner or Will Be nominee made hundreds of millions of dollars. They didn't make enough of the discs. It sold so well. So we had celebrity endorsement and some scarcity. Yeah, exactly. Was there a free gift with purchase? There was a free gift with purchase. You get a free mini of... a uh, little boy or well it's like two like did you get the fat man did you get the little boy and then like you got to buy two it's like a variant cover for a 90s comic you got to buy both in order to get both the toys oh, the variant covers are like a huge <laughs> deal now i've heard from a few people who sell comic books they'll do like live selling for these variant covers it's a whole thing yeah okay 
I don't think we could do any more uh, reading of numbers on Black Friday. We do have, we've got some AMA questions from people in the Facebook group if you want to do that for 20 minutes. All right. Jason wants to know, how often should a business communicate with customers, especially if the product is typically typically purchased once or twice a year? If once a, Is once a month reasonable without risking being blocked or ignored? That's too much. I'm going to say that's too much depending on what you got to say. Yeah, this one is so it's v- open-ended. It's very open-ended. I can see a scenario where it is a special... All right, so how about a world where I only buy this thing once a year? However, it is a special item that changes on a year-to-year basis and is like reconfigured every year. Okay, maybe, but I buy it every year once a year. Okay, maybe you do want to email those people as you walk them through the process of it being changed and updated every year. And that gets them excited for the big release when it finally comes out once a year. There, I can see that being fine. But if it's like, I buy 200 rolls of toilet paper, and now they're going to email me (laughs) once a month about my toilet paper purchase, leave me alone. All right. How about this? (laughs) Five years ago, I bought a bathroom vanity from a website. I think it was Vanity's Depot. There you go. Free plug if you need a bathroom vanity. They emailed me yesterday. Oh, the, I don't know. There's no way I stayed on that newsletter, or I think they just never emailed me. I don't. I was baffled. I got an email for the first time from them that was like, "Hey, sales been extended." <laughs> like what? In case of just like replacing vanities. That's my favorite Black Friday thing. Is you know inevitably I have to end up making accounts on a lot of our clients' stores, so I get Black Friday emails from our clients, and so. I would never get emails from any of them. And then all of a sudden I'm getting inundated with emails. And the best is when like a client we last spoke to two years ago, all of a sudden I get an email from their email list on Black Friday. And I'm like, what? I've been on this email list for two years and you've decided to send one Black Friday email finally after two years? I haven't heard from you. And then what'd you do with that email? Deleted it immediately and unsubscribed. That's okay. That's the thing you want to avoid. That is the danger. That's true. I'm to king, not emailing people. I'm king. Never email me. The problem is if you never email them and then email them once, they go, "What the hell is this?" and then delete it right away and unsubscribe. Like the the in the what now Vanity Depot? What is this? Uh, yeah, like it took me a moment. So I'm like, why? How am I on this? I don't know. I would just say safe answer: shoot for once a month. But if the content isn't relevant. If you really can't come up with anything, <sighs> that's the thing. Is it's don't ha- send it. it. It's hard. One, it's easy for us to say, don't do it unless the content is relevant and like interesting. But it's, Unfortun- it's a low bar. Unfortunately, also, you don't know if your content is relevant or interesting because it's your store and you're completely locked into it. You're looking at it on a 2500 wide monitor going, yeah, this is how it looks. Because you're this is what customers want. Yeah, because you're just locked in the box. So you think, of course, that's interesting. You're too close to it. Yeah, you have no idea. Yeah, it's easy for me to say, hey, just, you know, make some content and it should be good. <laughs> and also send that weekly to monthly to weekly. What's the problem? Just do good. Yeah. Just send them a good email once a month. I don't understand what's so hard about that. Just send them the good stuff. Yeah. It's a hard thing to force, but you are disadvantaging your business and like the easiest marketing channel you have. 
by not trying to work out emails you could send at least monthly. Yeah, like I'm not answer. happy about getting an email once a month, but I don't think an email mo- once a month is going to make people go like, ah, get out of here, and like get mad at you. And when it's, you know, when we're at Black Friday, November, you know, maybe uh, your your normal cadence go is like four to six emails a month. Whatever your normal cadence That's is. definitely too many. By November, <laughs> I want double it. You know, I want 10 to 12. Just, yeah, and if you never send emails, just like work it, warm it up. Just start September, October 1st. Start Then start coming up with reasons. Or if you've sent emails in the past, look at what's worked in the past. Look at customer questions. Just try and come up with anything. It, the email in no way, no one's expecting perfect. It just has to be vaguely relevant. It has to be relevant enough that I don't take the make the effort to unsubscribe. If it's semi-relevant, I'm just going to delete it, not unsubscribe. <laughs> the All right, I think we, we handled that one. Mel asks, what are effective marketing ideas for small businesses that lack the budget for extensive advertising and choose not to use discounts? Free gift with purchase. <laughs> use your newsletter because you don't want to spend on PPC. And, all right, you said no extensive budget. I'd still be doing remarketing ads. Oh, yeah. And then in November, just extend the length of the window to, like, 180 days. And I still think doing not quite discounts, but if you can, do bundles. Like, do bundles where, like, the bundle ends up being 15% less or 20% less than the individual price of all those items individually. Kind of not technically a discount, but also... We obfuscate the discount. Yeah, and so then it's like people feel like they're getting a deal, your average order value goes up, you know, everyone wins. Yeah, that's what I would do. Otherwise, you know, you could try a different value add. It's like, oh, well, you know, we'll do a one-to-one consultation call. For some brands, for some products, that can make sense. You know, maybe there's a digital download you add to it. If that makes sense, that's a great one. A digital download, that's free money. Create it once and then just keep adding that to the, the orders. That's a free gift that keeps on giving. Uh, yeah, that's how I'd, I'd handle it. Uh, Robert wants to know, many gurus suggest hammering all channels 20 times a day. Don't do that. While I probably agree that's better for organic reach, those of us with limited budgets are also likely to have to be efficient with our time. Our relentless X and IG posts, it's Twitter, don't call it X, uh, IG posts really time well spent. Or should we focus almost entirely on short-form video? Uh, uh, this is a tough one. I don't okay, know. Hey, don't bother with Twitter. Hey, yeah, don't. Who cares? Do not use Twitter. It is a complete waste of your time. For advertising on, a consumer product, I don't think Twitter's ever been useful. No, never. The Facebook ads, meta, like more consumer-driven social networks. So, like, all right, immediately if we're throwing out some social networks, like LinkedIn is not going to be relevant to you. Twitter is probably not relevant to you. Facebook and Meta are. TikTok is. I think this, and you're limited on time. The solution here is to repurpose content, reuse content. Yeah, this thing, well, our relentless IG posts really time well spent, or should we focus on short form video? TikTok and Instagram, they both got essentially the same product. They reels. Both have, yeah, yeah, reels. It's all the same thing. Just- if I have one successful portrait video that's an Instagram story, that's a reel, that can be posted to Instagram and Facebook, and that's my my TikTok story. Yeah, and it's an Instagram or my TikTok. Yeah, and and, really and those are and those are all ads that you are promoting. And then yeah, I could promote those as sponsored posts. 
That seems pretty good. Yeah, I don't. Uh, why is it all either or? It's not real. It's like you got to think about. Stop thinking about the channel. Thinking about think about the ad deliverable that you're creating, and then how that deliverable can apply to all of the channels. So really, you're only making one thing and then pushing it out. Not this thing where it's like, well, I got to make an Instagram reel, and I got to make a TikTok video, and I got to make a Twitter post, and I got to make this kind of thing. No, just make one thing and then just push it all out everywhere. Now, video content is much more time-consuming to create versus like, I made a single image, I made a single yeah. text post. And so I think, you know, if you have a topic that works, a subject that works, once you've identified that hit, ah, all right, can I recreate that? Can I turn that into other forms? Can I repurpose this? Anything you could do to create additional successful content. Uh, and I think you know, people highly resistant to reposting, but who's going to re remember something you posted six months ago? Mm. You know, or it's not necessarily that you have to repost it, remake it. Same concept, but like the hard part was the first time you sh came up with the idea and shot it will always take, you know, two and a half times as long as when you try to redo it. Because now you know what you're looking for. You move through it much faster. As I think the other option here is like try to be consistent with the content, have like one setup and just really limit um, barriers to action for yourself. You need a little content studio? Ugh. <laughs> Plus, I mean, at the same time, if you don't love it, it's tough. Some people love doing this stuff. Yeah, I know. Not good for me. I, don't put me in charge of that. <laughs> I enjoy it, but I could see where it could quickly turn into a grind. Trevor asks, is it feasible to have a multi-brand cart that allows for one checkout process across two different Shopify sites? No. Yeah. Don't do that. I'm sure there's... I'm sure it's plausible where you could make this work. Well, it will be a fragile nightmare. Don't do it. Yeah, you do some API bullshit where... And you like a middleware. Well, connector. there's like one store is like the base store is like the real is the store that has the checkout, and then the other store takes you to cart. And when you click add to cart, you like hijack the add to cart to do an API call. Well, okay, so then all the products need to be on the store with the checkout. On from both stores need to be on that on the checkout store. The other store, you hijack the add to cart click and you do like an API call and inject. And tell what products to add to the cart to the checkout store, and then push them into that checkout. And then I don't like get someone, why people. This is not the first time I've heard this question. It's a terrible idea. I don't know why you want to do this. You know, alternatively, the way you could you could misuse Shopify Markets to do this because Shopify Markets will let you show different content in the theme depending on what the heck. Um, on like what the subdomain is, so what country we're in, or if they're a B2B customer, I bet you could misuse that <laughs> to pull this off. So it's not multiple stores, it's one store, but it can have considerably different content inside the theme. Maybe like, all right, that's a more realistic alternative to what you're trying to do here. Uh, or, you know, if it's just like, hey, we want different brands, but one, or like different looks, but want different cart, okay, I, theme customization where change styles depending on, you know, URL or what I'm looking at. He's working on the Hardee's slash Carl's Jr. account. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think for that, it's a switcher. <laughs> yeah, are you a Hardee's man or a Carl's Jr. man? <laughs> Which one is ours? Hardee's? 
We're in Hardy's territory. Yeah, Carl's Jr. is like West Coast. Okay. The I've never been <laughs> Neither, to either. No. I have higher standards for myself. I say as I wear my work hoodie. Work and, <laughs> and haven't shaved in a week. That is your Yeah, that, that hoodie does not leave this office. Because our office, sometimes it's 60 degrees, just randomly, and we can't control it. It's, yeah, a little unpredictable <laughs> weather in here. Let's talk size. Because let's face it, size matters. At least when it comes to apparel shopping. Believe it or not, one in four online apparel purchases gets returned just due to size issues. That's a quarter of your sales at risk simply because customers can't find their perfect fit. Every return becomes a triple threat, lost revenue, wasted shipping, and a frustrated customer. Think of the disappointment when what should have been a perfect dress ends up being a perfect disaster. Enter Clean Size Charts, the Shopify app that integrates sleek size charts and AI-driven size recommendations directly into your product pages. Rated a stellar 4.8 in the App Store, merchants using Clean Size Charts cut their returns by half, boosting customer trust and doubling their chances of repeat sales. With Clean Size Charts, you'll get a customizable, easy-to-set-up app that's proven to reduce returns, along with detailed analytics to track performance and happy customers who keep coming back. Don't let another sale slip through the cracks of size uncertainty. Visit the Shopify App Store today and give your customers the gift of the perfect fit with Clean Size Charts. Act now and transform your store's sizing experience. Clean Size Charts! James wants to know, are there any updated guides on adding third-party scripts to Shopify's new checkout, especially for services like Microsoft Clarity? I don't know. Tell me, Kurt. No, I'd love to know. Oh, geez. I think the right answer here is you're supposed to use, um, oh, shoot, what's it called? You know, Shopify something. (laughs) Shop something. Shopify Pixels? Yeah, Shop Pixel. Pixels, Shop a Pixel? Pixelify. No, uh, Customer Events, I think, is the name of the feature. But Shopify has um, a feature for handling scripts, but it's not particularly user-friendly. You know, you, you, have, you have to be a developer to be able to mess with this thing. I think that's how you're supposed to do it. I would love the answer to this. It's like, okay, what is just the consistent, straightforward way if I want my heat mapping pixel to fire inside the checkout? In the past, if I had access to checkout.liquid, edit, paste, done. I don't anymore. See, the problem with that is... The point of heat mapping is to expose issues. Troublemakers. Well, I- issues in the user interface. Yeah. We don't control the user interface in the checkout. So I could see, because sh- so what do we gain from that? We see a thing that Shopify screwed up in the checkout and is confusing users. And we go, well, guess that's broken. And then we can't do anything. That's a good point. Like, <laughs> are you torturing yourself here? Yeah. Like Shopify's not going to let us change it. And it would be interesting that like one page versus three page. Yeah. Give me a heat map and on the one page, scroll map. How far do they consistently get through that page? And then you know, is it payment? Is it shit or is it shipping that is the stopping point? Oh, now I want to do it. All right. Yeah, I just talked myself into it. Uh James, thanks for <laughs> thanks for bringing that up. So jury's out on that one. Uh Monica wants to know, does anyone know if there's an option to add a checkbox to the checkout process or when items get put in the cart? that I can use to say, I, quote, I'm aware this is a digital product and no physical product will be mailed to me. You answered this in the Facebook group already, and your answer was right. A lot of themes have like a terms and conditions box. Yeah, I agree to terms. That's in on the cart page, and you could turn it on and off in the theme settings. 
they also usually have something in languages where you could change, you know, languages you could change the label on things instead of being like, go to checkout, you, you could change like to proceed to checkout, like the wording of various elements. And you can sometimes change the wording of that box. So fingers crossed, if everything works, you could go into your theme, turn on the terms and conditions box on the cart, go into your languages, find the label for that and change it to, I'm aware this is a digital product, boom, problem solved. If your theme does not have those abilities, you got to get someone, but they could totally put a checkbox in your cart page form that would do that. But you got to find someone who knows how to add form elements and knows how to make those form elements block the submission of the form unless it's checked. It is for a competent theme developer. It's very fast. It's this easy. This one's a walk in the park. It's easy for someone who knows what they're doing, but chances are you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And there, there are apps that'll do it. I found one that'll do it. I would recommend uh, skip an app on this one. Skip know. an app. And yeah. Oh, please, please skip an app. Pay for this one as a theme customization or ideally the theme supports it already. Uh, we got, we got some homepage design questions. Max asks, are hero images and carousels above the fold still considered ineffective? Why does this break people's brain? They just, cause it's no it, one wants to give up carousels because they see people doing it's all right. But major retailers aren't doing it particularly anymore. You know in the NFL how everyone punts on fourth down? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I know. Even though consistently the math has shown for over multiple decades, you should almost never punt on fourth, fourth down. You should always go for it. And even though the math is settled, always go for it on fourth down, it is only slightly increased that teams now go for it on fourth down maybe like 15% of the time because no one wants to be the guy that goes for it on fourth down all the time. Same thing with shooting free, free throws in basketball. The best way to shoot a free throw in basketball is quote unquote granny style where you put the, put the ball between your knees and throw it up like this. Oh, really? Yes. That is, it's shown. That's the best way to do it consistently. No one's going to do that because you look stupid. Well, because you named it granny style. Well, I mean, that's If you called that going beast mode. <laughs> <laughs> then that's how everybody would shoot. So it's like no one wants to be the guy that gets rid of the carousel. And then because of random reasons outside of your control, revenue went down 10% last month. It's going to be like you got rid of the carousel. So this is an easy one to split test and to see in screen recordings. People only ever see the first slide. The reason carousels get used is because it's an easy way to settle arguments on what What's, goes, what should be featured on the homepage. What's the most important thing? Well, we'll add it to the carousel. The carousel means, oh, I don't have to, I don't have to make a hard decision. I can just jam whatever nonsense, like uh, ten slides in there, and now everything's important. I mean, and it's so funny that you mentioned that because it just crossed my mind now. Like we've had clients that don't run the, their stores in the most efficient manner and have a lot of internal strife and power grabs. Oh, that's the worst. And the all internal of, power grabs. And all of those, and I, the, I've, those stores consistently have like slideshow, homepage slideshows with like six things in them, seven things in them. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's because there's seven different people going, this is what needs to be in there. Yeah. Here's what's silly about it. All, over the last 10 years, all, all experiences move to infinite gazing pool of forever scrolling. Yep. Right? Reddit, TikTok. Instagram, Facebook, all of them Twitter. have trained you. You Twi just yeah. keep going. You're just, just going keep down. scrolling, my man. None of them are like, go, you know, go left to right. Or my favorite, 
I'm just going to stare at this for five seconds until it advances to the next slide. Yeah. Who do we think is doing that? Who does that? No. No one's doing that. Uh, so it's like you can have as much as you want. Just stack it so they can scroll through it. That's all we're saying. The carousel just hides stuff. Yeah, That's like why we, it's ineffective. Above the fold. It's got to get above the fold. People don't know how to scroll. <laughs> Even though every single social media site that every single human spends 90% of their goddamn day on, they're just scrolling all day long. But when they get to my website, they forgot how to scroll. They don't know how to do that. It's got to be above the fold. Holy shit, blow my brains out. How many offers do you have, right? If Even if I'm stacking individual images, I could still do three offers. I think, like, if, if this is the issue, I could show three offers. I don't think it's a problem. I could come up with layouts that do this. Well, and they're, like, in above the fold. Don't, I care. So I'm asking a question above the fold. I care about the fold, this amorphous thing that doesn't really exist. Also, I need a hero image. Here he says hero so, images and carousels. So, so the hero image is huge. It takes up most of the space above the fold. Why are you pushing more stuff below the fold if you care about the fold? It doesn't make any sense. No. No, it doesn't, does it? I, you know what? And when I read this question, I was like, what is Amazon doing right now? What is Amazon doing at this second? And I went on Amazon's website. And it did have a hero image on Amazon's website. Okay. Do, you know, do you know how big that hero image was? No. It was like six to one aspect ratio. It was mm. like, you know, maybe 200 pixels high it's and a then 1,200. It was a banner. It was not a quote-unquote hero image. It was nothing. And no one ever makes one that size. It's always got to be these giant 16 by 9 things. They, yeah, they want the, like, the cover image where it looks like a poster. Yeah. It looks like a wallpaper. It looks like a magazine. You know, those things that people read all the time. <laughs> I like the homepage is a catalog. It should be a catalog. I think catalog layout is the way to go. You know, when we looked at... That's going to his next question. What are some alternate strategies for homepage design you recommend? Just do a collection listing. Just show me what's on the... Show me the categories. Oh, you got four major categories of products? Get me into one of the categories as quickly as possible. Get me down the funnel as quickly as possible. Neckbreaker Tees. They have had the same website, as far as I could tell, for at least three years. And Like, I've got no association to these people. Um, you land on the site, and it just says, like, buy three, get one free. It's, uh, it's always some offer. And then below that is a grid of products. That is the whole homepage. That's it. The entire homepage's purpose is to be like, here's the offer. Take it or leave it. This is what we got. In my head, the best possible performing homepage is a banner declaring, here is our cool new product. Here is the sale we're currently having. Some important piece of temporary information that might change. Below that is either a collection grid of the products or a grid of the different categories of products to move people down in the funnel. That is it. I have no scientific evidence that that is the best homepage because no one will let me do it. One day someone will let me do it and I will prove everyone wrong. I will never be hoist upon my own home batard. I will receive no comeuppance. I will be right. <laughs> I enjoy your confidence. <laughs> but it, it tracks because it is... It is straightforward, it is simple, it is understandable, and it's all offer. Everything takes you to a product or a category. That's all it's got to do. And I could see it at a glance just scrolling through it versus, you know, hiding stuff. But yeah, like Walmart, Best Buy, Amazon, Target, Crate and Barrel, Lowe's, Home, all these sites. I went to them. That was how they're all set up. It was just like, to not. it wasn't a giant hero poster image with five slides. It was what you described. It was a, 
a short banner. A thin banner. A thin banner that was like, hey, there's some stuff on sale. And then a series of tiles that were all featured promos, departments, offers, or products. Oh, there wasn't an about page on any of them. Uh, here's our story. You know, that stuff could be that that stuff could be valuable. Obviously, like a big box retailer. No, well, I mean, very different. We've talked, don't, yeah. Don't don't retcon previous episodes, dude. We've talked about how important about pages are, but the reason about pages are important is because they don't know you. They don't know you, and it's to build confidence in the store and telling your own story. That can be integrated into the product page. Hmm. It definitely doesn't need to be on the homepage. You just get them into the... The homepage is one job. Just get me shopping. Get them to sign on the line which is dotted. Why is it so hard to get them to that? Uh, let's see. All right, one final question. Very easy. Kate asks, what heat tracking or similar software do merchants favor for improving website conversion rates? You got opinions! I, you can't beat Microsoft Clarity. It's free and it does everything. <laughs> They're just like, put that script on your site. We're stealing your data, buddy. That's fine. I'll take that trade off because I'm not paying them. Right? I like Clarity. Uh, I used to use... Oh, shoot. I even forgot the name of it already. Oh, uh, what was it? I think Heat was in the name. Yeah, Heat was in the name. Well, sorry, guys. I don't know. There was a heat mapping tool that you liked a lot, and then they super jacked up the price but didn't add any features <laughs> they took stuff out of the plan so i was like okay we're done here uh and lucky orange is popular that's always been popular for shopify stores they just have an app they make it easy you do everything in your shopify admin uh but for me clarity so i'd say clarity lucky orange and like there's probably another one with heat in the title i don't know but don't use them yeah <laughs> uh and that's it for today's episode i hope everybody's black friday sale went well and it isn't over it's not over people yeah. are buying you got another those last minute, last minute gifts. You have another solid two weeks, and now you don't have to lean on discounting because it's just here is the last day. Yeah, because now they're to scared. get the sale. They're running scared now. Or the last day to get it in time for the holidays, and here's what's left in stock. And so it's just scarcity, urgency. And if you're feeling generous, you can do like, ah, right, we'll upgrade your shipping, or we'll do free shipping, you know, over X. Yeah, there we did it. Another successful episode. In the can. It's amazing. Wow. We're so good at this. You know, it's like 500 weeks in a row. Uh, Who could top the streak? Nobody. And we got, I lined up a bunch of guests. We got some some good stuff, some good people coming up. Yeah, I got to, you got to record those and I got to edit them so we can not work the last two weeks of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Once by December 15th, uh, I'm not hearing from everybody until January 3rd. I got to admit on Sunday, I got the Sunday scaries (gasps) because it was like we had... Black Friday, it was now Sunday, and I was like, wait a minute, I got to go back to work? Like, we're done. We're done. Yeah. And, like, December is usually half-assed, but I was like, I got zero ass. Like, we're, it's <laughs> over. I'd, I was really looking forward to my December off, and society is making me work now, and I can't. No, you've got, you got to go till at least December 15th. Oh, my God. It's whatever the shipping deadlines are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're out. I hope this was useful. All right, bye-bye. The unofficial Shopify podcast is brought to you by Loop. Loop is a returns management platform that makes returns profitable and stress-free for you and your shoppers. Loop offers automated returns, exchanges, and store credit options to lower costs and increase revenue. Do you want to offer at-home pickup or boxless drop-offs? Need to lower return costs or increase repeat purchases? How about all of the above? That's what's possible with Loop. Loop delivers customized returns management solutions for Shopify merchants of all sizes, like Studs, Princess Polly, Epoxy, 
to turn returns into returning customers. Find out why thousands of Shopify merchants choose Loop to manage their returns at loopreturns.com. That's loopreturns.com.